This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. Let's say you want to be a value stock investor in 2021. Maybe you think growth stock, the, the growth stock rally is over. Or maybe you saw an interview with Warren Buffett and thought, I want to invest like him. He knows what he's doing, right? Um, and you liked what he said. So why not try his method? Or maybe you are one of those bargain shoppers and you like to find deals or hidden gems. And now you want to find deals on stocks. I know a lot of people like that who really like to uncover those stocks that no one else is in or talking about and wait for the rest of the street to discover them. And that's the basis of value investing. That's that's how it all begins. And so these are questions a lot of people might have going into 2021. So where do you start if you're new to value investing? First, you might want to read The Intelligent Investor by Benjamin Graham. That's the book I always recommend for all value investors. The last version of it, the most up-to-date recent revisions of it, because the book is really old, but the latest version of it is from, I think, 2005, 2006. So just after the dot-com bust is when they updated it. And I've said on prior podcasts when I've talked about this book, that I think they're probably gonna update it again soon because it has been about 15 years now and some of the examples in the book are a little out of date again. So I would not be surprised to see if they undertook another update maybe by 2025, so within five years, but that shouldn't stop you from buying the book and reading it because it has chapters both by Benjamin Graham and then the updated ones by Jason Zwig, who's over at the Wall Street Journal now, I believe. And so um, it gives you a good overview, even if some of the examples seem, you know, older from, you know, the last century, essentially. But some of them are the more recent ones from the dot-com boom and then bust. So I've done several podcasts covering the various chapters in the book. So if you don't want to read the book, which is over 600 pages, and it's a little dry reading, I will admit. Um, so if you don't want to read it, I did the podcast. So if you didn't want to read it, you can listen to some of those and get some ideas from the book. So check out some of those podcasts. That'll give you some basic background because the Intelligent Investor is considered the manual for value investing. It's like the Bible for value investors. And Benjamin Graham was the boss of Warren Buffett at one point, and he is considered to be the father of value investing and probably the greatest professional value investor of all time. So you do want to read Benjamin Graham. He is easy to read and he makes a lot of sense, even in the chapters that are now, I guess, about 80 years old, 70 to 80 years old that still makes sense. So check out the intelligent investor first to get a good background of value investing. And once you do that, you may still be confused and decide, I still um, don't really want to apply the rules I've learned in value or in the intelligent investor on my own. So I need help. So you can hire a value manager to find the top stocks for you. And you can do this through mutual funds. Yes, mutual funds still exist. They're still out there. 
And one mutual fund with a great long-term track record in value is called the Royce Value Trust. The ticker is R, V is in Victor, T is in Tom. And I talked about it in a podcast that I did in January of 2020 to start the year. So it's good I'm talking about it here at the end of the year again. It's been around forever. Its inception was in 1986. It's still run by Chuck Royce. He's managed it for 34 years now. So he's seen the ups and downs and he has a long track record and a good one. So year to date, the Royce Value Trust is up 21.17% as of December 15th versus the Russell 2000 up 18.97%. The five-year return of RVT is 16.98% versus the Russell of 13.18%. So um, the reason it's being compared to the Russell is because it does have the small cap approach It has 483 holdings as of the end of the third quarter of 2020. So I I know I said this on the January podcast, but that's a lot of holdings. (laughs) That's a lot of stocks to keep track of. But they're doing it uh, apparently pretty well. So it's mostly U.S. domestic stocks. It's 85.7% domestic, 18.2% non-U.S., the average market cap is $1.93 billion, so pretty much truly small caps. Average weighted PE is 22.3, and the weighted price to book is 2.3. So it's hard to find pure play values, uh, this many of them, where your PE is going to be you know, 15 and under. You're not going to find 483 of them. That's just not going to be possible. That's why... The weighted PE is slightly higher at 22.3. Now, also what you're paying for, because it does have fees, which are a little higher than you would find on, you know, non-actively managed ETFs, for instance. So the fees here are 0.63% a year. So that's a little bit higher. But what you get for it is the expertise of Chuck Royce and his staff, many of which have been with him for you know a couple decades as well. So you're getting that experience and you're also getting their determination on where the best value stocks are. So for instance, his largest industry holding or sector holding is information technology at 23.9% of the portfolio. That's probably why they're able to outperform because they have a lot of tech stacks. Now, the Russell 2000 is only 13.5% in Infotech. So he's uh, over 10% higher in information technology stacks. Industrials is the second largest at 23.3%. The Russell's just 15.2%. Financials is 15.5%. The Russell is 14.8%. Materials, another area where he is overweighted compared to the Russell. Materials, 10.7%. That's pretty high for materials. Just 4, 4%, just 4 in the Russell 2000. Healthcare is one where he's underweighted. He has only 7.7% in healthcare stocks. The Russell's 21.5%. So he's betting big on Infotech. He's not betting on the healthcare And that's why you're paying the 0.63% if you hire him to buy some small cap value stacks. 
But the track record is there because those tech stocks are hot, right? And it's a little bit pricier on the valuation side than what you might find elsewhere. But if you are an investor who's really interested in the healthcare area and you want a lot of those small cap healthcare stocks that could break out big if you know they, they pass uh, phase three on one of their drugs, that kind of thing, then this may not be the one for you because he is so low weighted in the healthcare stocks. So that's the Royce Value Trust RVT. But let's say you don't wanna hire the manager and pay the extra fee. You're okay just owning those ETFs. Those That is a good way to, to start off buying value stocks because you get a whole basket of them. So on the small cap side, if, if you wanna stay in the small caps, which I've talked about a lot on the various podcasts because small cap value is what has outperformed historically over the last 75 years. Just not in the last couple of years, but over the last 75, it has. So what are your choices there? There's a couple of uh, interesting ETFs that you could go for. So there's the basic one, Vanguard's small cap value, ticker VBR. I've talked about it many times. I own it in my own personal portfolio as a way to get diversification, but it is huge. It has 912 stocks. And I guarantee you they're not all small caps and they're not all value because there just simply aren't enough of them for 912 stocks. The median market cap is 4.7 billion. So you can see it has a lot of mids in there. So you gotta know going in, you're gonna get mids. It has a PE of 18, a price to book of 1.7. So it is cheaper than the Royce. So there is that. What are the biggest sectors here? It um, is huge in financials. So you gotta know you're gonna be owning small cap banks. So financials are 21% and then you have the industrials at 20.8%. What has this one done? Over the last year, it's up 3.2% but it, that's really trailing what the IWM, the Russell 2000 has done, that's up 16.8. So it has really underperformed. And mostly that's because of the big names, you know, in the financials there, the 21% versus financials in the Russell, 14.8%. So um, you're getting hit a little bit there fees it is a lot lot cheaper and the fees do add up if you own these for years and years so vanguard is the low cost and the fees here is just 0.07 percent is the fee to get the non-actively managed small cap value etf now if you want to drill down and try to get true value stocks um, without those mid caps and the small cap side and you want them even cheaper then Invesco's S&P small cap 600 pure value ETF, RZ as in zoo and V as in Victor is the ticker, RZV. This one is much smaller. They only have 141 holdings because they truly are trying to find value stocks. And it's also only based on the 600, the S&P 600, not the Russell 2000. So um, that it's just gonna be smaller all around because you're only going off of 600 in the universe and then you want value there. 
Now, it is telling me that they has a forward P.E. right now of 33.7 and a price to book of 0.9. It does have an average market cap of 883 million. So I'm not sure if some of these have just soared. So the P.E. has uh, boomed higher this year because the pandemic issues and things because their largest category is consumer discretionary. It's 29.2 percent. And I took a look at the holdings. That would mean um, Atlas Worldwide, AAWW, actually is the largest holding at 2.7%. But then you have Macy's, Fossil, Tupperware. So you can see why consumer discretionary is 292 You are getting a lot of these beaten down retail names in there. Um, and that's could also be why the forward PE is so high because the E has really come down on a lot of these. Um, industrials, again, 19.3%, second largest category. And then you have energy. A little bit of a shock there. Energy is the third largest at 13.7. That's much higher than you'll find anywhere else, but that is where a lot of the value lies. So you're getting that value component there in the energy Financials only 8.7%, and then healthcare all the way down at 2.99. So, if you want some value, small cap healthcare stocks, this is not the ETF for you because it has almost none of that. But if you are interested in those consumer names, those cheap consumer names with a bunch of energy, then this might be up your alley. Um, expenses are a little bit higher, but they're kind of in between the actively managed and the Vanguard. It's 0.35% because someone still has to actively be managing to find the value stocks here. Um, and so that's how they're keeping it down at 141. Now, year to date, this one is down 8%. Um, one year, it's down 4.2. Over the last five years, it's up 2.94, but the S&P uh, 600 is up 7.5. So the value S&P stocks are still well out uh, underperforming what's going on here. Um, again, year to date down 8%. The S&P 600 year to date down 4.75%. So still pretty brutal. Um, but we all know that <laughs> we all know that value is underperformed, right? So those are some ideas for ETFs and mutual funds. Now, what if you did want to go it alone and you want to do pick individual stocks and go that route? You can listen here to the Value Investor Podcast for ideas. I'm giving them to you every week. I'm running screens on Zacks.com. I'm putting in the good Zacks rank of one or two. I'm getting some interesting hidden gems on a lot of our podcast episodes. So keep listening here and subscribe. Get us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you don't miss a single episode and you know get pull some ideas off of what I'm finding here for the Value Investor Podcast. Or you can go on Zax.com and look around on there and use our resources there. Now, you are going to have to join Premium, Zach's Premium, to get access to the stock screener where I pull a lot of the uh, stocks from a lot of times. We have a good stock screener over there with some really good value predefined screens that you can just plug in. It's already set up for you. 
and you can just put them in and see what you get. Um, you can also get the Zach's number one rank list. And on the Zach's number one rank list, you can sort by value style score, which gives the PE on there as well, the forward PE. So that's kind of a nice tool if you really want to go on there and just be like, eh, I want to know all Zach's number one rank stocks with uh, you know PEs under 10 or PEs under five. Are there any? And it, you can sort it that way and see what's, you know, what's available and what's going on there. But to get Zach's premium, you do have to pay the premium to get the premium, right? So it's, uh, I had a, I had a email our sales guys to find out like, how much does it cost to get the Zach's premium if that's all I want? And it's $29 a month or $348 a year. Or if you just buy the year, you can get it for $249 a year. So you save $99 if you just buy the year subscription. Or again, if you're like me and you like to do monthly purchases, you can just do $29 a month and try out everything on there. And you'll get access to the stock screener and the Zach's number one list and some other good stuff, juicy things on there too. But these are tools that are very good for value investing um, when you're looking for those individual stock holdings. Now, I reordered the chart on the Zacks number one ranks with those forward PEs to see what were the cheapest number ones, because, of course, don't you want to know? I wanted to know. And there were some names on there that you'll recognize. Some were local banks and some were foreign companies, especially some Chinese stocks, which I tend to try to stay away from. But some are the other ones you'll recognize. So Smith & Wesson was on there, SWBI. They are the gun maker, so I know many of you don't want anything to do with them, um, but that's probably why they're cheap. They have a forward PE of 5.27 right here. Michaels, the retailer, is on there. MIK is the ticker. 5.5 is the forward PE. Beezer Homes, which we've talked about in the past. BZH, they have a forward PE of 7.8. And then General Motors is on there still, still with that cheap PE. PE is now 8.97, but they are a Zach's number one rank. So that's pretty encouraging there too. So that was just a few of the names I pulled off of that number one list. So you can use it as a resource if you don't want to do you know, a deeper screen with the predefined screens. And this is only the Zach's number one ranks. It doesn't give you the twos as well. So um, yeah, some good ways to kind of dig a little bit deeper. And I do recommend the Zach's rank as a method of doing that because hopefully you're getting those rising earnings estimates in addition to the cheapness because there's plenty of just dirt cheap stocks out there where the business is, let's be frank, struggling. <laughs> it's not good. Earnings being cut, revenue way down. Obviously, we're in the middle of this global pandemic still. It is going to be difficult for certain types of companies right now until this vaccine rolls out. And hopefully 2021 is a lot better. But who is doing well through the pandemic? Um, the, the number one rank hopefully will sh show that. And who is still cheap? So that's why I like to use it. And again, you can get access to it if you join Zach's Premium. Um, and that's a way to get it. Now, another way to just get more stock picks is Zach's Ultimate or the Investor Collection. I run the Zach's Value Investor Portfolio here at Zach's. Many of you know that. 
And that has, I think, about 25 names, maybe a little bit more right now in it. Um, and so we run a long-term portfolio there and you can access that. You can buy a subscription just to the value investor or you can get the investor collection, which has the um, income investor, the home run investor, and a few other things in there along with the value investor. But that's a way too, if you wanna kind of go it alone, but still have um, stock picks given to you in some ways through our model portfolios. So a lot of ways to become a value investor in 2021. The ETFs are the easiest ways and gives you the most diversity. So if you're interested in just kind of starting out, go that route. And then I really recommend listen to the Value Investor podcast for other value investing ideas. And you will find um, you can go listen to the podcast and then go do further research on some of the stocks that I talk about on the various podcasts. And uh, maybe you'll find some hidden gems in there that you want to dip your toe in and start investing in your own, uh, some of your own stocks in addition to maybe owning ETFs, because that's what I do. I have the ETFs as a big diversity play, but I do like to buy some of my own value stocks on the side, because of course that's fun too, right? To own some of your own individual holdings. It's fun to find those hidden gems and those, uh, you know, real cheap stocks that no one's paying attention to. So that's what we try to do. And that's what most in value, value investors try to do. And 2021 could be an interesting year for value investing. It's starting to perk up here. I'm trying not to get too optimistic because we've said this almost every year the past few years, like, oh, it's looking better. And then it's not. But it is looking somewhat better with those small caps. So 2021 will be an interesting year and you want to be a value investor. So these are ways to get in. So let's recap some of these tickers again. So the Royce uh, Value Trust is RVT. Then you can just buy the Russell 2000, but it's not value, but that's just all small cap ETF IWM. The Vanguard small cap value is VBR. Invesco's pure uh, S&P 600 ETF is RZV. Um, then another, you can look at some of these individual stocks. Uh, we had Smith & Wesson, SWBI, Michaels, MIK, Beezer Home, BZH, General Motors, GM, um, and uh, there's other ones, I guess I mentioned Atlas Worldwide, AAWW. I actually own that in the value investor portfolio here at Zacks. We've owned it for pretty many months, but there's a lot going on. So again, be sure to subscribe so you can get the stock picks every week. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, but be sure to get us somewhere. And I will see you again next week with some more value stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified 
identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's Investment Research as a whole.